Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 74 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and we are back for another edition of the Owners Club Strategy Show. With me, as always, we first got the Herzig bot. Justin, what's going on tonight? Oh, it's, it's doing going pretty well. You know, uh, in other sports worlds, we've got uh, some playoffs going on for baseball starting to guess technically started last night but uh the real stuff feels like it starts tonight obviously we're heading into week five uh already a month into the nfl season it's been fun and uh i might have even won a bet against Bachman last week we'll see we'll see yeah we're yeah. gonna get to see how the, the dust settled from last week's heated debates and looking forward to more debates tonight with Bach again Bach, what's going on yeah, and you, Justin, you didn't even mention NBA preseason has started. It feels like only yesterday we were watching the finals, and now it's back. Uh, opportunity to to get into the season. I know you guys talked a lot of Top Shot on Monday show, <laughs> so uh, if you're if you're looking forward to that starting back up, highly recommend listening. But just crazy time for uh, for sports with NHL, NBA starting, MLB ending, and right in the heart of NFL right. season. You did it. I was about to say a little, a little hockey. Preseason action going too for the for the hockey fans out there, but uh, love it, love it. All right, we do have a jam packed agenda tonight, so we're gonna start with just some some quick updates that we have. We've got the New York event coming up. We've got the the new Better Late Than Never contest that's live in the lobby. Uh, we also have have some news about the ability to buy packs with OTM balance, and then we're gonna get right into the Week Four recap, go over the winners, look at how our All Jokers lineup performed which was not great again, guys. Out of the money again, spoiler alert. Then we're going to go through our position-by-position breakdown, reveal our all-jokers optimal lineup for this week, and then we've got some wheels to spin. We've got the Thrive Fantasy wheel to spin. We've got the prize picks, Thursday night football picks, plus a wheel to spin there. And Justin, going to the Rage game tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, starting uh, starting some playoffs. Got to get into it, so uh, I'm pumped and uh Looks like we might be bringing some TOC people with us. Love it. Love it. All right. So we, we announced this on the show on Monday slash also put it out there on Twitter and in Discord. But uh, we are going to be first off attending the NFT NYC conference coming up in a month. So the first couple of days of November. And on that Monday, we're going to be hosting a little little meetup, little party for the Monday Night Football game from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock at Tap House 33. I think in the next day or two, we will have a, a registration link out there for people to go ahead and sign up just so that we get a feel for headcount. But yeah, anyone that's going to be either at the conference or is just in the general New York area, would love to have you come hang with us and other members of the community that night. And uh, definitely going to be making sure that, that we get as many owners club people in there as possible. Yeah. And I mean, to make sure what we're going to do is fully open this up only to the owners club to start off. Um, you know, we're not exactly sure what the cap is. We've got to work with the tap house, but we, we've got a general idea. What we want to make sure is that anyone that is in the owner's club has the opportunity, kind of that first right, first access. Um, after that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll leave that open for a few days, maybe a week to see like what that level of interest is, how many are actually in the area and able to join. Uh, then we'll move over to kind of the OTM discord and kind of the larger OTM community, see who's able to join there. And then if there still is any availability, then we'll kind of open that up to a bit more of the kind of outside there. But uh, without a doubt, this is uh, Owner's Club first. It's a Monday night. There's a Giants football game. We've got some uh, fun promos, giveaways. Uh, it, it's going to be a fun little night. 
Yes, indeed. So everyone, uh, yeah, more details to come over the next couple of days. All right, shall we jump into a little bit of a, of a week four recap? So we put out these on Twitter, but shout out to the one and only Jay. This is the second time that, that we've seen Jay show up on, on top of the, or not on top of the leaderboard, but he was in the top 10 previously. Just a fantastic lineup here. I think one card away from the perfect lineup, which would have been two cards. Two? Oh, yeah. what, what was the second one? I know it was Atlanta running back. Yeah, and the Chargers tight end. Oh, and I didn't realize last that. night. Yeah, you got Jared yeah. Cook. You got Donald. Oh, Barnes, from last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared right. Cook had the big game. Yeah. Not yeah. easy to make the optimal. It's not. But, I, you know, I, I wanted to, to talk about that for a minute, right? Like, you can certainly see exactly how he got to this lineup, right? Mahomes, always a great play. Wasn't in my top three last week, obviously. We'll talk about that. But always a great play. You know, most people pairing him with Kelsey. So going with the Kansas City wide receivers, a bit of a contrarian play. Henry, just with the game script and everything. But you look at this, and there are two cards there that weren't in uh, the, the optimal at their position, including the tight end card. And Justin and I talked about this a little bit to start the season. But when you have a position go off at the beginning of the week and the Thursday night game, it brings in some really interesting game theory. And I think what we saw in this case was – Almost everyone at the top of the leaderboard played Cincinnati tight end, which was successful for them. But you could have differentiated a little bit and had a really good team by playing the the you know a different tight end and you know ended up outscoring them. So there's there's a lot of uh, of game theory, especially in the like, do I take the guaranteed points or do I hope that someone else comes through? Twenty one and a half for a tight end is a strong score. Um, I think like maybe I'm not going to be able, I'm not going to put them like in the side hustle uh, or maybe, you know, when we eventually have the Island of Misfit toys, just because there's only two cards and harder to differentiate yourselves. Um, but like, if you put in a 21.5 in the tight end spot, you know, you're not getting blown away. Like, you know, you are finishing near, if not the top of that position. And uh, it, it makes sense in my mind, if you had that tight end and if you didn't, you could have bought it in the marketplace for pretty cheap if you were doing it quickly or kind of even afterwards, because then a flood of people started throwing them on. Um, but yeah, I think going forward, we'll, uh, we'll continue to see kind of a bit more strategic aspects with how these Thursday night. And now this weekend with the London game, you've got four teams that you can choose from and kind of plug in your lineup before the uh, lock time. Yeah. Things are definitely about to get even more interesting with London games coming up with bye weeks coming up. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. And I, I thought another thing that I noticed was in fifth place, our 33 here using the, the Joker tight end on Cincy which, uh, again, locking in those those 21.5 points, which is super solid from the tight end position. And, of course, you needed the Buffalo defense, as you can very clearly see here. I mean, uh, we, we, were, we were taking a look at the top performers from the, the week and was working with, with Damian, the designer, and he, he was like, are people supposed to get negative points? And I said, they are not typically, but, yes, the Houston quarterback card scored negative points this week. Uh, which is uh, something that I didn't expect to ever see. And I'm not sure we'll see that again. Like that's, that's impressive. Hats off to, to Cleveland or uh, Houston. And like you occasionally see it in DFS where you're playing a player where somebody does right. something. Ronald Jones has a fumble to start the game and gets benched or the QB throws like two interceptions and gets benched here. It doesn't matter if they get benched. You still have the rest of that position. So like, 
you literally had the whole game to get back into the positive and couldn't. Yeah, that 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 was rough. Um, yeah, and then the defense. I think this is one of the highest scoring defenses, uh, defensive games we have seen for a team that has did not even put up a touchdown. Um, we have, you know, if you look at the scoring for defenses in the owners club, there's actually a bonus for it's a strong bonus for if you get a shutout. And uh, shutouts are very rare in the NFL these days. Um, but if you're able to do it, yeah, it kind of almost becomes a must play. Yeah, and not only was Buffalo the highest scoring defense we've seen through four weeks, I, I, I believe, but they also outscored the next highest scoring defense this week by double. The next was 14. And we haven't seen that kind of discrepancy yet through four weeks. Like this was a week where the chalk defense hit in a big way. And if you had them, you were going to do all right. And if you didn't have them, you were going to struggle to cash. And then let's take a look at the side hustle, which was dominated by the Kansas City staff. Once again, we see the immense overlap happening in the side hustle, as we expect, which is why we always talk about those low serial combinations. So here we go. Up at the top, Tyler with the quarterback and wide receiver from Kansas City. Total serial 72, taking it down for a first prize of $1,000. And how about the eighth and ninth positions? Atlanta running back. And New York American wide receiver. Never would have guessed that that would find its way into the top ten. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the steal the screen share real quick and uh, share with you because we put on Twitter this and we got two responses. Uh, one from JT Cookie saying uh, when I think I asked, uh, you know, got admit did not expect to see Atlanta RB and New York wide receiver combo finishing top ten. And then JT Cookie goes, I did, wink, you know, JK. And then MF Bird goes, I also did. Sometimes you just got to play the best stacks and stack ATLRB and New York run wide receiver. And as we can see, those are JT Cookie and MF Bird. So some people are just too sharp for this show. <laughs> Shout out to them. Hey, that goes to all the, it's not possible to win if you don't have the best cards. Like those are, I think no one would argue that those are the best cards and they took them $250 a piece for it. So uh, it can be done. Going those would have been week. low ball entries in a couple weeks. There <laughs> yeah. will be low ball entries in a couple weeks, but that's right. I mean, the variance and the getting all of the position, because it's the other thing that's crazy about those cards. It wasn't the the headline player at each position who who did well. Corderell Patterson with three receiving TDs. The Jets was super spread out. I mean, Corey Davis had a good game, but the Jets was, was pretty spread Sorry. Yeah, Corey Davis had a good game, but the Jets was pretty spread out. So, you know, uh, it wasn't like that's the benefit of this and, and the variance in the NFL, especially when you don't have to pick the players, you just have to pick the positions. Yeah, I would have put both of those as bottom 10 scoring like projections for the week. And uh, yeah, well done. Anything, anything can happen. Anything indeed. And uh, just a, a little refresher, I, I breezed over this, not to touch on it more, but the week five contests are now live in the lobby including the Better Late Than Never, which you are only eligible for if you purchase during the Drop 2 pre-order. So single entry, get on in there. I think that this is very likely to be one of the, the best chances to cast for those of you that are eligible. So definitely make sure if you purchase the pack during the pre-order that you get yourself in there. And we will also add that we now have the ability to purchase packs and single cards with your OTM balance simply by going into the Discord opening up a support ticket, and then uh, leaving some information there on your username, on your wallet address, and how many packs you would like to purchase. And we've been getting people some packs that way. So for anyone that, that cashed this week, 
have some ways to put that balance to use now. Cool. Sounds cool. good. All right. Let's, oh, let's and yeah, see. So yeah, better late than never. 730 people are qualifying for it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the most amount of entries that we'd expect to see. My guess is we end up seeing somewhere in those kind of high 600s. Um, and then payouts is a 10K payout. So it's the same structure as the side hustle paying 100. So uh, yeah, you're looking at um, you know 15 to almost 15 to 18% chance of just finishing in the cash. And uh, with that single entry, like this is, this will be one of the best tournaments of the year, I think. Yep, exact same prize structure as the side hustle. So top 100 pay, 10K total up for grabs. Definitely a great opportunity for any of you guys that are eligible. All right. Let's take a look at our optimal lineup from last week. And uh, I know we had some some contention on the show. We did not have the Kansas City quarterback in our top three. I believe that was the, the number one quarterback score from the week. I think what really brought this lineup down was, was what was a quarterback and tight end here? Because Kansas City tight end. It, it had, uh, had 8.5. Yeah, it my had 8.5. My, my Philadelphia Eagles just shutting down Travis Kelsey. You know, we're just too good. Jody and letting Tyreek run yeah. all over them. <laughs> jo- Jody Fortson was the ended up sneaking in that one touchdown, so he at least like gave them a few points. But obviously, what you're looking for from that tight end position with a Kansas City card is more than eight point five. Um, yeah, the, the you want to talk about that monsoon monsoon Bachman and uh, any other excuses for Tampa Bay? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think that's right. I, I think you know we make this on Wednesday, right? We didn't know that there was going to be a monsoon in the Tampa Bay game. Uh, that I think certainly hurt. We can debate how much it hurt, but we would not have picked Tampa Bay if we knew it was going to be raining six inches on the game. Uh, and picking this on Wednesday, you know, uh, we we picked tight end before Thursday. Everyone got the free square of Cincinnati uh, after the Thursday night game. It was a bit of an uphill battle for us to cash this week. Uh, we would have still done it with with Tennessee Rams and Buffalo if we had something out of our quarterback and, and we had nothing. So, win some, you lose some. So, what are, what are we now? Two for four cashing on the year? I think that's right. Um, yeah. So, I was taking a look. We've gotten first week and week four, we did not cash. Week two and week three, we pulled out a, a 500 and a 250. So, uh, overall, I mean, hey, two out of four is not bad, but when you're playing with Theoretical five jokers. I think we need to do a little better, Bachman. Hoping this is the week. This is the week. All right, let's get into it. We're going to go position by position, break down our, our top teams to target, as well as our sleeper picks. And uh, we're going to mix it up here. So Justin's going to be talking through the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. Bach's going to be talking through the running backs and tight ends and starting with the quarterback position. Justin, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah, so I'm going to start with Kansas City. <laughs> Uh, the chalk donkey justin after kansas city comes off from a 42 point game last week uh i think they were projected 32 points Uh, this buffalo kansas city game is going to be absolutely fun exhilarating high scoring high powered offense just going to be a fun game to watch uh, so throwing in both the kansas city and buffalo kansas city is favored in that game by three they're playing at home um, and you know, only reason, you know, if I was going to differentiate between these two, you think that hey, Josh Allen has a bit more of a rushing uh, upside, especially around the goal line and the aspect of uh, from a floor standpoint, Kansas City, you could see a world in which they just Buffalo says, hey, we're going to let you run. And uh, kind of what uh, the Chargers did to Kansas City two weeks back. 
Uh, and it just said, Hey, like let Clyde do what he wants on the ground. And it worked for the Chargers, and they got the W, but uh, I think still going with Patrick Mahomes there. And then the Josh Allen, I think, well, yeah, 30 point, 27 point between the two. Um, all those points come from, you know, the quarterback position in Buffalo. So I, I feel very good about those two. Um, yeah. End of the day, these top three, there's no reason to go other than from the, the chalk standpoint. I think these are the top three scoring. Eh, I don't actually know who the t- – yeah, do you want to go to the eh, – yeah, we'll do that after. Say, I want to use that research that. page because I was looking at that. That's kind of helpful too. I believe Arizona is the second highest scoring of the QBs. Um, let's see. All right, so for the QB, we can see – so four, so okay, Kansas City, Arizona, and Buffalo. Okay, so there you go. It is the three highest scoring QBs. Talk, not too chalk, surprising. chalk, chalk. Wow, it, really going off the board here. I love it. It's not only chalk, but like it's also matchups wise. If we look at who they're playing against, it's teams that they're going to need to throw. And then Arizona, uh, you got twenty-seven point projections going against San Francisco. I think this is one is probably a bit the most risky, just because with San Francisco and Trey Lance going to be at you know as QB. San Francisco team might just kind of try to, hey, run the ball, slow it down, or they may just not have much offense. And if that's the situation, you could just see this being not the shootout that you're looking for from a QB perspective. Uh, So that's where I'd say that Arizona has a bit more of the risk there. Uh, And then, yeah, uh, the last one is my sleeper is Minnesota. Um, You know, Kirk Cousins has actually had a sneakily fantastic year this year. Um, maybe with Dalvin cook being out last week, like, you know, Hey, you're like, Hey, maybe they're going to, you know, I guess it was two weeks ago. Last week he still played, didn't put up great numbers. Um, and that kind of just slow 14 to seven game against Atlanta. But this week, uh, I see, Hey, um, we're going against Detroit teams do whatever they want against Detroit. Minnesota projected score 29 points. They are huge favorites. So yes, it's possible that like Kirk Cousins just hands the ball off. And this is a Dalvin week where he throws up two to three touchdowns. Um, but also, they had enough weapons in the air um, and, you know, love the emergence of Tyler Conklin as a legitimate like tight end threat that, um, that, Hey, I could see this just being a four or five TD game for Minnesota. And so that's why I'll consider them a sleeper. And if you have not checked out the research tab on the site, definitely give it a look. It's something that we're going to continue to iterate on and add more information to, but you can go to the, the team scoring tab and see how each of the cards have performed in a given week, and then also see their each individual weekly average, as well as the positional average. So you can kind of see how the cards that that maybe you have, or maybe the cards that you're looking for in the marketplace, compare to the, the average score. So I think it's a pretty, pretty interesting stuff there. And again, something that we're going to continue to add to make it as easy for you as possible for you guys to yeah. find out what you're looking for. And I want to throw one more in. I think this is a great opportunity this week to consider if you're doing the side hustle and you uh, maybe, you know, you have your Buffalo, you have your Kansas City quarterback uh, and you're trying to, you know, maybe whatever reason you already have all solid main lineup teams. You want to just go for that side hustle. This would be a great week to go pair it with the other team. So if you had that Patrick Mahomes, you have the Kansas City quarterbacks pair it with the Buffalo wide receivers. Uh, that's going to be a way to get unique. And I could very easily see that combo or the reverse of, um, yeah, I guess Buffalo QB and Kansas City wide receivers are such going off and uh, you'll get a little differentiation. So you're not competing against six, seven people as we saw the Kansas City, Kansas City stack from last week. All right, let's move on over to running back. Bach. Before we do real quick, Justin, like, you know, my only thought there was, you know, I, on the Arizona one, I completely agree about the the concern there. And I think, you know, 
that totals moved three points since the open, which is a ton. And that's all the sharp money. The majority of the bets are coming in on the over and it's moved three points to the under because all the sharp money is coming in on the under. I think that one is risky. Like it's tough to fade Kyler, um, especially when they have a high team total. But I, I can see a world where that, like where Trey Lance from last week doesn't come through and that game just ends up being quick and, and San Francisco can't compete and Arizona isn't throwing that much above what you would expect. So I think that's the riskiest of those plays. Yep, completely agree. Cool. So uh, we'll jump. Yeah, we'll jump over to uh, to running back. And so uh, first, you've got Dallas. Um, I think just the emergence of both Pollard and Zeke here uh, makes this this card. And I say emergence. I mean, Pollard was was pretty good last year. Has continued to have a role this year. Um, Dallas is uh, high total. I think they've got the, the fifth highest total on the slate. Now, uh, it's a little bit lower than that. Or sorry, excuse me. They have the second highest total on the slate. Um, they're seven-point favorites. Uh, New York's giving up points everywhere, every which way, uh, including on the ground. So I think uh, this is a, a no-brainer card, and, and Dallas is, is going to want to run the ball here. Um, I actually had Vikings running backs here, and I think that this is definitely one where you're going to want to keep an eye on Dalvin's health. If Dalvin uh, you know, they might have sprained an ankle at the end of the game, no reports yet on exactly where his health's at. If he's out, this this probably moves down the board a little bit. Um, but the the case, if he's healthy, even if he's a little bit limited, is uh, they've got a high total. They're nine-point favorites. And fourth or tied for third highest total. They're nine-point favorites. And Detroit has given up the most points to running backs of anyone in the league this year. Uh, and they've got two guys. So even if they get up big and sit Dalvin, they they can go to Madison and he can still be really effective there. And then Tennessee, you know, this is one where we're going to want to keep an eye a little bit on the health of the wide receivers. But either way, they're they're medium favorites against a terrible Jacksonville team. And I think, you know, if their wide receivers are healthy, this probably this play becomes maybe 10 percent worse. I thought the interesting thing about last week was without A.J. Brown, without Julio, they still what they actually threw the ball to their backup running back as much as anyone else. And so that even enhanced the value of, of Tennessee's running back slash last week above what we saw just from Derrick Henry. And then from a contrarian play perspective, uh, New England, their running backs were absolutely awful last week uh, against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got a really good run defense. Um, and I think that we, you know, they're, they're big favorites. Houston's been terrible in every facet of the game this week. And I, I could definitely see this being a week where eight and a half point favorites. They just want to run the ball, get out of there, not not put too much on Mac Jones's plate. They have been passing a little bit this year, so uh, you know that's why this is a contrarian play. But yeah, that game, a uh, New England game, might just be is going to be so low scoring. The total right now is thirty nine point five. It's been a long time since you've seen an NFL total like that low. It's going to be ugly, and I would just be concerned that I just don't want any part of that game. But it is a contrarian play, and they're eight and a half point favorites. I don't hate it. Uh, I like all the other three. I'm not sure I can legit find an argument against any of them. Green Bay is the one that I'd maybe want to see, but I don't know who I take out of those top three. So I'd probably still would have gone with those top three. But Green Bay. Uh, it could be a high-scoring game versus Cincinnati. Uh, Bach, any thought there, given your Cincinnati, uh, you know, Yeah, hood? you know, their defense was supposed to be terrible coming into the year, and it's actually not been terrible. Now, they haven't played a murderer's row of offenses, and so it might be a little bit of smoke and mirrors, uh, but, but it hasn't been terrible really in any facet of the game. And so, you know, 
I think the, the thing with Green Bay is you've always got to worry or you've always got the, oppor- the, the opportunity for Aaron Jones to catch six touchdown passes in a game or three touchdown passes in a game like he did a couple weeks ago. But, um, you know, I think Cincinnati's defense has been good enough this year that I, I don't know that I love that play above these three, obviously. That's fair. And then, yeah, I see asking, uh, you know, Ryan's asking in chat about Cleveland. Cleveland, obviously, week after week after week has gone off. But if there's a week to fade them, this is the week. They're actually underdogs in, you know, in LAC. They are only projected to score like 22, 23 points. And uh, yeah, that's a team that wants to run. But if, you know, hey, Chargers have played some great defense. They're playing very smart football the way that they played against Kansas City. Um, that's a game where, you know, Hey, if Baker is not able to kind of be at, you know, keep an efficient offense, if he doesn't just keep missing wide open Odell Beckham, like last week, uh, that game could get a little ugly for them. So uh, and I would not have Cleveland anywhere near, not anywhere. I wouldn't have them in my top three, probably not even top five or seven. Yeah. The one argument to beat Cleveland, you got to stop the run. And I think he's going to, uh, he's going to understand that's got to be the game plan. Make Baker beat you. Right. Then, but don't break. Yep. All right, let's move over. So wide receiver here. So first off, the most simple thing is, well, we should just have Kansas City and Buffalo wide receivers. Um, Buffalo, obviously, there's no reason not to. So much of their points, even the role that Dawson Knox has had is taken away from their wide receivers a little. Zach Moss is getting some run in the end zone. That wide receiver's core, though, if it's going to be a positive game outlook, we still have to include them did not include Kansas City here. And uh, even though Kansas City wide receivers were the what highest or second highest scoring uh, wide receivers last week, um, I think those these Tyreek Hill, like it's still a little bit fluky. You're still expecting Patrick Mahomes to get that Travis Kelsey connection going. And that really does play an impact in hurting the wide receivers here. And especially if Jody Fortson's going to keep stealing like a touchdown here and there, uh, Clyde's even getting additional usage. Uh, there's just not much in the wide receiver department in Kansas City behind um, Tyree Kill. So that's why I didn't add them. And I wanted to make that note because that's probably the most glaring miss here. Um, so we have our LA Goats. Um, if we look at that game now, we're talking, hey, going against Seattle, uh, number one scoring wide receiver group is the LA Goats here. Um, yes, you can run as much as you want against Seattle. I think at the end of the year, we're going to look back at Seattle and think they were probably one of the worst run Ds, but I also think you can pass and pretty much do anything against that defense that you want. And uh, so I think McVay and the Rams are going to really be highly efficient here and be able to kind of do what they want. Um, I think Cooper Cup, I think Robert Woods, I think both of them are going to have great games. Um, I, I just think this is kind of a, I don't even want to say get right spot because they've been doing fantastic, but just stay on the right track spot. Um, Arizona has the same upside, but same risks as we discussed before. Um, you know, they, there's still that risk that Arizona and that San Francisco game is just a little too slow and that Arizona just ends up running or they just don't have the ball that often. Um, so I understand those risks that said, it's still the possibility for just high scoring and you're never going to doubt the Kyler, Kyler Murray aspect. Uh, so still looking for there. You're hopefully, hopefully we're going to see DeAndre Hopkins getting a little healthier. He's definitely been battling a bit of an injury bug. But uh, even in his absence, the A.J. Green, the Rondell Moore, the Christian Kirk have kind of been filling in well. Um, Max Williams stealing a few in the tight end department. Uh, and then let's go with the contrarian one here. Cincinnati. Uh, we were just talking about Cincinnati. Um, they're likely going to be, in, you know, hey, they're, I think they're about a three-point underdog here. Um, they're going in a game that, hey, they're going to need to be passing. Joe Mixon is likely not playing this week. You know, we likely had that injury. 
Um, and I believe T Higgins should be back. So that's going to probably bring CJ Uzoma no longer in the level of role that he had last week. And so I think this is an opportunity where, Hey, as long as the Packers are kind of putting up points, which we expect Cincinnati is going to need to be chasing and they're going to be throwing and hopefully have those three core wide receivers as the main part of their offense with no mix in and with Uzoma having the lesser role. Uh, I think this could be a big wide receiver week for Cincinnati. Bach, any comments? Yeah, I, I mean, Kansas City wide receiver is just such a tough one to project week to week because there's so many options, and, and primarily Kelsey, right? Like last week they went off because Tyreek Hill had an absolutely absurd game. But that's tough to project week to week as a position group because you can't just have, generally speaking, one guy go off and can't get you there. And so, yeah, I think it's tough. You know, There's going to be weeks, more weeks this year, just like this one where Kansas City wide receivers win the week. Uh, but it's also tougher to project them to to have week winning scores every week as a unit against some of these other units. Yeah. And uh, like, I mean, Tampa's another one where like, we know that we always want some action in the Tampa wide receivers, especially if Gronk's not going to be playing because we don't expect Cameron Brader or OJ Howard to take as much of the target share, but they're 10 point favorites against Miami. Like, it's just not like we don't expect there to be a game where they need to continue to pass and kind of get that level of a shootout that we're looking for in these game environments. All right, let's see what Box got for us in the tight end yeah. department. So, so I'm going to be honest, I struggled a little with tight end this week. I mean, I think, you know, one, we're going to go back to Kelsey. This slide doesn't actually, you can't remove Kansas City tight ends <laughs> from this slide. It's locked in. Um, you know, Buffalo's actually defended everyone really well so far this year, but you're not going to fade the, the best player at the thinnest position with the best quarterback. Um, the second one uh, here, Las Vegas, I think, I think is, is again, just very much a bet on talent play. The bears defense has been really good uh, in general and against the tight end specifically. Um, and, you know, Las Vegas got a little bit exposed on Monday against uh you know, I, I, against the against Los Angeles, and they didn't look very good. Now, LA's got a really good pass rush, and so I think that's a little bit tough. But you know, we could definitely see the Bears take away take away Waller, where they've you know they've been good at defending that position so far this year, and force someone else to beat them, and you know, really shift their coverages to him. Uh, but it, it, there's not an obvious, in my mind, better play right there. And then third, uh, Dallas, you know, coming into the year, this was not a, a card that we had a ton of, um, you know, a, a ton of high hopes for, but they've uh, been featuring the tight ends, both Schultz and Jarwin all season. And uh, two two games in a row where Schultz has had a T, TD, New York is not defending the tight end well at all this year. They're big favorites. So, um, you know, I think that, you could make an argument for San Francisco here, uh, although they haven't really done much and, and the new quarterback scares me. Um, and that's probably the, the toughest one. You can make an argument for Baltimore, uh, but that's what I went with. And then contrarian, I think New England, uh, it's only a little contrarian this week because they had two two touchdowns to the tight ends last week. So, you know, coming off a big week, big favorites, they're going to have two tight ends on the field probably more than any other team this year. And specifically in this game where they're huge favorites, they're going to have a lot of two tight end sets. And I could see a world where, you know, they run first and goal, don't get it. Second and goal, don't get it. Third and goal play action like three times and have three one yard tight end or touchdowns to the tight end. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, like San Francisco is obviously not here. San Francisco is like 15th or 16th on the year in tight end scoring. Um, just hasn't put it together. And uh, obviously people that, you know, even uh, even if you look like beyond Kittle and stuff, like just the offense isn't there. Um, and we're kind of questioning what's going to happen with the Trey Lance aspect. Um, and yeah, they definitely have the injury bug. I think interesting there is Dallas. Yes, their first two games this year, they put up six and a half and five and a half points in the tight end position. And then, as you mentioned, last two weeks were 21.4 and 19.6. Uh, I think Michael Gallup, the lack of him, is a big impact to their offense. And uh, I probably didn't really expect it, but when he went down, we saw those tight ends starting to play an increased role. And uh, so as long as Michael Gallup stays sidelined, I would continue to kind of keep looking at these tight ends. So I like the call there. Uh, Las Vegas just seems to be that kind of slow and steady role um, where you haven't had the huge spike weeks out of them, but they're, conti- they're you know, continuing to put up decent points just because of the, the heavy role that Waller plays. But I like all these. I like them. We were, we were talking, uh, watching the Las Vegas LA game on Monday night and, you know, a couple of people at the top of the leaderboard uh, chasing with Las Vegas TE. When you see Carr throw that 60 yard pass down the field, you go, it might be Waller. It might take first. Wasn't completed anyways, but uh, you got to love the sweat. Oh yeah. And then it ended up being Henry Ruggs, but he still drops it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was interesting because people, so like our, you know, our friend Andy, um, he looks like if he would he would have probably finished first in the main event if he got a touchdown and maybe another 20 or 30 yards from like the tight end position from San Francisco. We saw people trailing with the Las Vegas card and really all they needed if they would have had the Chargers, the, you know, the L.A. Thunder Horses, uh, they would have kind of uh, done enough to possibly take home that Miami trip. Just pulling up the the scores of the research tab for tight ends is kind of interesting. Philadelphia, number three. I would not have expected that. Uh, just putting out some two-head approach showings there, but yeah, you, you got, got Goddard, the, you the got Ertz, Ertz, Goddard combo, yeah, and yeah. So just like you said, you mentioned the Buffalo tight ends earlier, starting to do a little bit better. So uh, interesting stuff. Yeah, if you look at the QB position too for overall, um, I think I think Philly is like fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah they moved up there as well. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts has been doing fantastic for them, and he gets the points not only on the ground, but he's actually been decently efficient. Um, We'll see if they can turn that into actual wins, because I think I saw that, hey, if the season ended today, the Eagles would actually have three of the first nine picks next year because of two of their trades. I think that was the maybe ending up. That's what I've been saying, you know, and then then we we can just draft three quarterbacks and then, you know, maybe get that. that. Quarterback factory. Yeah. All righty. Anything else on uh, on the positions here before we dive into our optimal? Yeah, so I just want to talk about the optimal. We can, we can jump into that because with this optimal, there's a bit of actually structured discussion that I think is worth having. Uh, so if you want to show them, you can see. I think this is the first time we did this, and maybe it's because I'm the one that's choosing QB and wide receiver, and Bachman wants to just be a little more away from the grain. Um, but I went with the Buffalo stack here. And I think this is something that we've, you know, we, you see on the leaderboard, the teams that are at the top almost always have a QB wide receiver or QB tight end or some kind of, you know, stack here. And especially here, not only are we doing that stack with the QB and wide receiver, we're also taking the tight end to make it truly a game stack. You know, our bet is that Buffalo offense is going to have a big game. Josh Allen's going to pass a bunch, hopefully to the wide receivers. And if there's a high scoring game, there's also probably a lot, you know, a, 
Buffalo needs to pass. So they're passing a bunch. So that means Kansas City is probably putting up points. And you're hoping that, hey, it turns into a shootout. So there's more opportunities for each team to kind of score. And so you're hoping to get some action from the other side. Uh, maybe to go a little contrarian here is if you went with like the uh, Kansas City running backs instead of the, you know, the, the tight end, because I think this Buffalo, Buffalo, Kansas City stack will be fairly popular. And then it's about kind of nailing those other positions. But uh, yeah, I, I like the, you know, we use game stacks, we use the run back in DFS. And I think it makes sense for people to kind of start thinking about that and using them in a game with such a great environment like this one. Buck, any yeah, thoughts? And then for, for those people that are, are listening on the audio, yep, yeah. the optimal lineup, we've got the Buffalo quarterback, Dallas running back, Buffalo wide receiver, Kansas City tight end, and the New England defense. Buck, any comments on the lineup and uh, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it makes a ton of sense, like from a game flow perspective. Um, you know, could you see a world where the Buffalo QB is optimal and the Kansas City wide receivers are optimal too? Absolutely, because Allen might just you know, throw one to, to Knox and run one in himself. Um, but I think that it's it's pretty uh, – this all makes sense. I think, as Justin said, this is going to be pretty chalky. And so you're going to have to get a little bit contrarian or have some really low serials if you want to take down the tournament with it. Uh, for this, we went with Dallas. Like I said, I think they're they're the, the top play in my mind at the running back position this week. And then, I mean, Belichick against uh, – a rookie QB who just put up negative points is, is really like, I hope have Davis has a, is okay next week. Cause I, I feel bad for him already. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, hey, if Dalvin does play as healthy, I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota ends up being the highest scoring, uh, you know, running back either. And you obviously had them in your top three too. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. I think there's definitely some options here, but uh, this looks like a great team. Should we call our shot? Buck, I think we're finishing calling top 25 next week. Ooh, top, top 25. 25. I don't know what that pays out. It should be maybe a 250, maybe a 500. I don't know. It's got to be pretty decent, but I'm calling calling, calling the right. top 25 with this team. All right. I like to see it. See, yeah, 250 payout, so. Okay, we'll take that. We'll take that. That'll, that'll help pay you uh, pay off the bet that you owe me from last week with the Kansas City. All right. Love it. So that kind of sums up the the week that we're looking at here. Another fun week of contests. Remember, we've got the better late than never running this week for those of you that are eligible there. So a little little extra shot to to build a single entry five card team there. And then um yeah. We had some other other competitions going on on Sunday though, Justin. We had a little Thrive Fantasy action. I think we're gonna review that talk through our little beat the bot game to see who beat justin and thrive fantasy on sunday and then uh, of course we're gonna run through some prize picks picks of the night parlay of the night for the thursday night football game tomorrow yeah i don't think we need to review it too hard um my lineup was not good enough for me to want to dive into it that much uh, all that matters is i finished about average i think we had about maybe 120 or so participants i think i finished right at 60th I it's not like I made a spreadsheet and took down all the odds and tried to see what the lines were otherwise and see where there was value. And no, of course I didn't waste my time doing all of that. Um, and then finish middle of the pack. No, okay. Actually it was really fun. Uh, cause, cause I like it. Cause my process basically was, is taking a look at a, where we have like some projections from established the run 
Uh, I took a look at what some of the like sites like prize picks and other prop sites to see like what their lines were to get a good feel. And then it's interesting because the method where the structure is, it's not like you go over under and you get the same amount of points, but like sometimes it was like, Hey, go under Kirk cousins, a half of an interception. And if you get it right, you get it like 160 or something. And uh, kind of did some research to see like, Hey, that's actually some positive value that that makes sense. Um, I actually don't know if I won that one or not, but uh, chances are I didn't, I don't know. Uh, but no, it was fun. Uh, I'm going to continue doing it. And what we're going to do going forward is, so they have each week a $20 contest with $50,000 guaranteed. Um, I think there's some decent overlay most weeks in that. So worth definitely checking that out. But what we're going to do is I'm going to compete in each week. If you beat me, if you beat the bot, then you will get added to the wheel, which we will spin uh, because we can't link up like account names and stuff like that what we need you to do is just go to that thrive fantasy channel the discord and i'll give on uh you know on monday what place i finished and uh if you finished ahead i think we just got to get your name or a screenshot or something and then we'll add you to the wheel hopefully i won't have to add too many people to the wheel each week but uh apparently i do well let's check out all those lovely names that beat the bot this week Love to see it. Great job, people. You know, just taking it to Justin, put him in his place a little bit. I'm sure that everything you had going on Sunday, the number one thing that he was sweating was definitely this Thrive Fantasy contest. It definitely is like because I spent like enough time to like think about the small like prop stuff. It's funny because at least I'm like, I have, otherwise I have no interest in what Kirk Cousins is doing on the day. But like I see a Kirk Cousins highlight, I'm like, oh, I hope that's not an interception. Hope that's not interception. <laughs> like it adds it adds a new level to sweat that I didn't have with all my other stuff. But uh, so it, it's fine. Um, okay, so I think there should be fifty nine. Is this? Is there? It is fifty nine people. All fifty nine of you. Congratulations! And uh, everyone who entered ended up making some cash. So that was cool. Top five ended up getting some TOC cards as well. And then as we said, it was a thousand dollar free roll. So uh, thanks to Thrive Fantasy. And uh, if you played in the free roll and you did not deposit or if you didn't but you're interested go to the thrive fantasy channel and uh the thrive fantasy rep is throwing out new promos for new people who deposit as well uh so lots of just tickets to enter contests and so forth so let's spin that wheel all right good luck everyone these are discord names we will reach out to you if you're not in chat that's okay it is gonna be is it zen twist or the gator map oh Congratulations, Zentwist19. We will reach out to you in Discord probably tomorrow, and then we'll get you your uh, card for beating the bot. Well done. Well done. Congrats to Zentwist. Hey, moving on to uh, to, uh, to another wheel. Yes, another wheel indeed. So as Coop is getting that ready. So this one is now going to be for prize picks. This one is the parlay of the week. Um, Let's see. This week, I believe we had 33. Wow. I think 33 people hit their three-leg parlay or more. Um, Week before, I think it was 35. Um, One thing I will say, Coop, is can you make sure Shaw Daddy's not in there twice? Because even though I gave you his name a second time, we both realized afterwards that he was already on the wheel. So apologies there. Just delete one of his. Um, But yeah, so congratulations to them. Um, I I know uh, Coop's kind of been like watching that channel and just like tilting that he can't bet it. I know Bach as well has been pinging me with some ideas for stuff because he's done the more like 
uh, actually making some bets and stuff with other sites, but can't put the prize picks. Um, but we've been pretty hot in there. Uh, I had a horrible pick, and I went with the Davis Mills over in passing yards. And uh, given he had those negative points, that did not work out well. Um, but uh, ho- hoping to get back on the wagon and uh, get it get it right this week. Get back to the Davis Mills well. I mean, it's 169 total or something. Like I kind of want to go over it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's see. So let's spin this wheel, and then I will. Then we'll actually go through prize picks and make a pick. Make some picks for tomorrow night's game. All right. Good luck. Good luck. The Rain Man. All right. Congratulations, Rain Man. Not only did you obviously win your parlay pick, but you've now won parlay of the week, and we will send you a card as well. All right, let me share my screen, and we can jump into some prize picks. I'm going to do the entire screen. All right. For tomorrow night's game. So we got LA Seattle. Um, let's start off by going for – oh, I got a log in. Okay. I'm working with a new laptop, so all the logins I got to redo. Now. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. All right. I think we're good now, though. Here we go. Should be pretty pretty solid one for Thursday night this week. Although it's last, last, last week's Thursday night ended up being a, a great fun game, too, even though you last wouldn't week. have expected it on the surface. It ended up being a great one. Oh, yeah. Last, last week was great. All right. So... Going a little slow, a little slow, but we'll get there. All right. Go team. So we'll take a look at Seattle. Um, you can see there the Davis Mills was there. I pop in. I'm not even sure. Do we think Chris Carson's playing? I think last I saw was that he wasn't looking great. Um, looking here. The DK Metcalf is a decent amount over. What do you guys think from a game script? Bachman, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Yeah, so I, I agree. Uh, Carson is is seems like doubtful, uh, questionable, probably the wrong side of questionable. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, what I want to happen, probably what I think is happening is just, you know, everyone's throwing the ball. Obviously, as we talked about earlier, you can run on Seattle. And so maybe the Rams – try to keep it on the ground a little bit more, but they've just been throwing the ball so much this year. And like you said, you can do anything against Seattle. Um, so I, I think that we're probably going to see them. Uh, I think we're probably going to see LA throw Seattle throw. I think we're going to see a high scoring game. Uh, I don't hate that. I do. I Sounds like overs that. to me, Buck. <laughs> this is an overs club, right? It is. I, um, I believe that Chris Carson has to play for this bet to count. So I don't think there's value in like putting out an under here uh, in hopes that he doesn't play. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it, it gets, it gets invalidated if he doesn't play. So yeah. I think we but, should just exclude him from. That makes sense. And so Buckman, you and I are both talking about, we like the Daryl Henderson. We like <laughs> that you can run so easily on Seattle. So I'm thinking we go a game script. That's going to include LA winning Daryl Henderson running. If that's the case, we probably want to get like a what, like a DK Metcalf over because they're playing from behind and chasing. Um, and then from a passing yards, do we throw in a Russell Wilson over? 
Yeah, that or or rush, uh, rushing yards because that's probably a relatively low number. And uh, if there's one thing I know is going to happen is Aaron Donald's going to move some people around, move Russ off his spot. All right, so it's at 21 and a half. Let's see if we have Russ Wilson. We have him at 24.8. It's a little – the thing is it doesn't have correlation with the DK. And I feel like if we want to be doing this, we want to kind of get that correlation for the passing, right? Yeah. Four-legger? All right. You can only do one – you can only do one per player. So you can't do like uh, a uh, – You can't do a, a two-Russ – I see, I see. Because there's a you could be, there's passing yeah, completions. Yeah, that could, yeah, so yeah, could that could just get, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'd be all over that. <laughs> just stack like props on one player. Yeah. All right, so obviously we hit the power play. We're gonna go with we got the Ross and DK correlation. Obviously, big passing game there, and the reason why they're passing is because LA is kind of gonna be out in front of this game. Henderson gets enough rushing yards here. I like it. Do we fire it? Of course. Henderson, Russ, Metcalf. How do you, generally speaking, how do you guys pick between Metcalf and Lockett in a given week? I feel like it just. So for for me, I think it's a, if I'm betting props, I'd rather have DK. Um, I see Tyler Lockett as being one of those mean median players, at least more recently in his career, where he's going to have like those big plays. Um, and if that's the case, like he goes way over, but I think that ends up dragging his means. So like more often he's actually going under. So if I was trying to bet like an under on a wide receiver aspect, I think I'd probably aim towards like an under for Lockett and just hope he doesn't have those big plays while DK has become a bit more of an alpha and getting a higher target volume. Uh, so I just have a little more trust that he's going to get an over. Uh, and I have been actually behind the scenes talking to Leone, um, trying to figure out like how we should kind of incorporate the mean versus median aspects into the projections. Um, and they've done, they're doing some really cool analysis. And I think uh, I'm hoping eventually we're going to get a bit more median aspects into these projections too, which will help us with props. Pretty cool. Reminder, if you have not already, head on over to prizepicks.com, sign up there. We'll be running through our Thursday night picks every single week this year. Sign up with, Promo code TOC, and you will receive two free TOC cards for signing up, as well as a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. So if you deposit the full $100, you will receive two free TOC cards. We are continuing to, to run that promotion. So uh, definitely check it out if you are in an eligible state and want to, to contribute to the print fest that Bach and I are just missing out on on a weekly basis. Painful, painful. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even open the channel at this point. I mean, I want to and, like, go go hurt all the winning bets, but it just hurts to see everyone else succeeding when we go, don't even have the opportunity to succeed. It's okay. You guys can move to Florida. Or at the least, uh, later on in the season, we're going to have a big prize picks party during the live final where we're just going to be grinding all weekend. It'll be good. Or in New York in three weeks. There it is. Good New York point. in three weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, we can be gr- we'll be grinding that Monday night game, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's eligible in New York. All right. I'm gearing up for that one. We'll be firing all the bets in New York. Yeah. And we'll NFL be doing it all together because, yeah, we're going to the OTM community, TOC community. We're all going to be there. So we're going to have, as we mentioned, the giveaways and stuff. And then we'll, uh, we'll definitely be having firing, firing some props throughout the, throughout the you know, evening into the game starting. Love it. Any final words for this week, gentlemen? 
One more wheel. What wheel do we have now? We got the raise game wheel. Oh my goodness, we do got the raise game wheel. Yeah. I forgot about this one. Last minute edition. All right. So we have six people um, that are in the Tampa area. We've got two in Orlando, one down in Miami, one in Melbourne, which uh, so Orlando's probably like an hour and a half, two hour drive. Miami's like three and a half, four. Melbourne's probably like three or so. Um, but it should be a really fun time. And uh, yeah, um, so the this is for you and a guest. Sorry, I just kind of froze there because I was trying to think, but I think it's fine to say. I don't think I'll care. Um, so it'll be you and a guest joining, and it's going to be the person I'm going with as well, or what we'll be going with is Christian Hardy. Uh, so over from Moment Ranks, who also lives in the Tampa area and is a good guy, good friend. Um, and so we'll be heading to this game. You and a guest join us as well. We're going to go to uh, Bodega, which is the best Cuban sandwiches in the world. And that's like data science proven. Like there's, it, yeah. it just is what it is. Um, there's a really good brewery across the street, Green Bench. Uh, and then we'll walk into the stadium and watch the Rays kick some Red Sox butt because that's how we do it down here in Tampa. Sounds like a fun one. All right. We're ready to spin that wheel. Gosh, the drama because you can actually see like where it's. Yeah, this is this is just like, full on drama. The wheel looks kind of goofy with six people. We are going to run. We're going to have two backups too because just in case, hey, you know, one of the people, you know, wife says no, something happens, they can't make it. We'll uh, we'll definitely reach out, but uh, we're going to contact the winner tonight to hopefully lock things in. All right, let's do it. Let's spin that wheel. Oh, I see Connor in chat. <laughs> Here we go. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> this good is luck. hilarious. It's Lord NFTs from down in Miami. Let's go. Lord NFTs. Congratulations. Hi. Right. This is our first winner. I will be reaching out to him tonight, but uh, let's get two backups just in case. And you may want to remove them from the wheel just so because there's an 18% chance it actually lands on the <laughs> yeah. All right. Automatically did. There we go. Good job. All right. First backup. Here we go, spinning PUD2. Congratulations. All right. If Lord NFTs is not able to make the drive up from Miami, uh, we will definitely get in contact PUD. Uh, keep an eye out on your DMs, especially tomorrow morning, because um, that's when it would probably come to fruition. And then the second backup, just in case, the uh, the really the Mercy one, the consolation. Long shot. A real long shot. Oh, there's Connor. All right. Connor, maybe, maybe. Congratulations. But uh, should be a fun night. We'll take some pictures. Uh, gonna love, love the idea of just kind of getting to meet some of the TOC community and all. And uh, should be fun. Go race. Awesome. Enjoy the game. Should be a fun one. And then also remember to check out the TOC giveaways channel in Discord. We, uh, we're running another prop contest for the Thursday night football game. We're giving away, what, two, two NFL games? Or two, two tickets to one game this week and then four yeah. TSC cards. So you can take your choice as we've been doing the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Pick your choice between if you want to be eligible for, to win the tickets or if you want to, the cards. And uh, yeah, one of the questions, we're going back to our roots in week one where it was how many beers did Justin drink at the football game? And it was the tricky one where it was only two beers, but it was, were they 30 ounces? 20, yeah, no, it was, it was something ones. weird. It was like 22 or 26 or something like that. But yeah. Um, but so this time we're going with fluid ounces. How many ounces is he drinking? Um, and, uh, at the Rays game this time. So be fun. Next level scientific. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight.
stay tuned to the Discord for any upcoming announcements. We'll have the Friday newsletter coming out later this week. And then, of course, we'll be back next week for the standard Monday-Wednesday show schedule. So that'll be it for tonight. On behalf of Justin, on behalf of Bach, and, of course, producer group behind the scenes, I'm TJ Lasik, and we'll see you guys next time.